0: It's Toronto's Podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi, this is Leslie Lao with Canada's Podcast, the nation's number one entrepreneurial network. Today I'm speaking with Annette Smith, and Annette is the founder of Lip Service Beauty, an all-natural plant-based beauty company based out of Grimsby, Ontario, but with a presence across the GTA. After a life-changing event, which I'll let Annette expand upon in a moment, she decided to detoxify her life and started making her own beauty products. Nett wholeheartedly believes that ingredients matter in all aspects of life and business. Nett, welcome to Canada's podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you
0: on the show. And I know you from um, our hometown, so Grimsby res- Represent Yes.
1: Grimsby represents.
0: So Grimsby's just outside of Hamilton for all our listeners who have no idea what we're talking about.
1: Or or in the Niagara region, I like to say.
0: Yeah, Niagara region and a little town towards Niagara, past past Hamilton Way. Exactly. A great, great town to to be in. So yeah, Annette, why don't you start with just telling us a little bit about yourself and and what you do?
1: Yeah, so I'm the founder of Lip Service Beauty, as as you mentioned. Um, I have an educational background in visual merchandising and marketing and culinary, Um, and Prior to me starting my own business, um, I worked in retail for over 20 years (laughs) Um, and every kind of role you can imagine and most recently was a district manager for uh, an essential oil company uh, for four and a half years. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess a little more about my personal life. Um, I live with my partner and um, he has two children and two stepchildren. So four stepchildren are part of my equation. And my little puppy Oreo, she's uh, three years old. And she's a little border collie and she's my, she's my girl. Is she
0: the pup that's on your website?
1: Yes, so um, we make an all-natural puppy-paw salve, um, and she was kind of the reason that started. And um, we've built a really great partnership with the SPCA, so I actually give half of the proceeds back um, to the SPCA. As yeah, well. I see yeah. that.
0: That's really cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, what made you decide
1: to become an entrepreneur
0: and your journey to get to where you are now.
1: Hmm... Big question. (laughs) Well, there's kind of a twofold. Um, One, I had a pretty traumatic life experience happen to me. Um, So I guess we'll start with that. Um, A couple years back, I was living in Toronto before I made the big move to Grimsby. And um, I had a grand mal seizure while I was awake in public by myself. And I consider that to be like the bitch slap from the universe that I needed to wake up a bit and just make some adjustments in my life. And so I started, you know, adjusting my diet, my nutrition, um, looking at who I was hanging around with, my job, geography. And, you know, over the years, and I'm still a work in progress, have been making over my life. And I would say the second prong to that was actually a book that I read, which is The Four Day Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Um, I read it while I was on vacation when I was still working at my corporate job. And I had just launched Lip Service Beauty. And I remember texting like my friends from the beach, like saying, You're going to be this for me one day. You're going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And like I built my whole business plan on a beach reading that book. That's awesome. Yeah. A week while you're on vacation.
0: Yeah. yeah. never thought awesome.
1: I was insane. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I think my next question is kind of related to that, but are, do you think entrepreneurs are wild- wired differently or do you think that maybe an event has to happen or, you know, you need a wake up call to become an entrepreneur? What do you think goes into
1: that? I don't think that everybody is hardwired to be an entrepreneur. I'll say that to start with. Um, I think a lot of people try their hand at, at it and they have a very different idea in their mind of what it's actually going to look like. Um, for, for anyone that's listening, that's thinking of becoming an entrepreneur, I can tell you this, it takes a hell of a lot of grit and stamina to do it. Um, you never really get time off. Like you're, you always have to be on and you have to be willing to do things that other people wouldn't do so you can have a life that other people won't have
0: and do you think it's i'm going to get into this a little bit later but do you think there's like what do you think the benefits are of being an entrepreneur
1: there's a lot of freedom in being an entrepreneur you get to pick your own hours you get to pick you know who you want to work with you get to pick what you're doing um so the freedom is amazing but i also recognize that for freedom's not for everyone some people like rules and like following along to, um, to you know, other people's instructions or things like that. Like some people actually work better that way. I, for one, do not. <laughs> <laughs> I like freedom. So that's, that, I would say, is the biggest perk for sure. I think it's also really cool because you kind of control, like, how much you make um, based on your efforts, you know? So it's really... You know, as of recently, it's been really fun some weekends because I'm like, holy crap! I'm bringing in on in one weekend what I would have brought in in a couple months with my corporate job. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think you have more control as an entrepreneur over everything, right? And you can do something that you're totally passionate about.
1: Yes, becomes
0: your baby. So,
1: although the downfall of that is that when you screw up. Or make a mistake, or learn a valuable lesson. You, you have no one else to blame but yourself.
0: That's true. There's <laughs> a lot of guilt. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. So I know you do business a lot in the GTA. Like we're based in, you're based in Grimsby, but right. You do a lot of business uh, in Toronto. Yes. I, I just wanted to ask you for other people who are doing business in Toronto. What do you think the benefits are?
1: It's obviously a broader reach, more, um, you know, obviously it's a larger population and you're getting more visitors that might not necessarily be from Toronto or even Canada. Um, So it's definitely great exposure and and it's definitely how I have been able to scale my business, um, gain more wholesale contracts and just more marketing exposure for sure.
0: And what challenges are?
1: Well, for me specifically, um, because of my seizure, I actually still can't drive. Um, So that's been a fun challenge for me. However, I've made it work. Thank God for Go Transit. Thank goodness that I have a a team now. So I have that support um, and a partner who's also incredibly supportive in helping me get to where I need to be.
0: Yeah. I know you represent so many different events across the DTA or do you even do like some outside of Toronto?
1: We haven't really gone outside of Ontario yet. We are looking at some possibilities for next year, but yeah, we're like London, Kitchener. Um, I'm from originally from Paris, Ontario, so I tend to do a few events around Paris or Brant County, Toronto, Milton, Mississauga. We've been all over. (laughs) Yes, I know. I see you all over (laughs) and (laughs) Burlington, because that's like you know the home base. So for sure. For sure. What are you
0: most excited about for your business these days?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I'm excited about everything all the time, I feel like. But um, (laughs) I would say I'm really excited to – so a couple goals of mine for next year is obviously continued product innovation, which always excites me. I can't give you any spoilers yet, though. Okay, I would say I'm really excited to dive into, um, our website a little bit more. Um, I really want to tackle, um, some more like SEO and optimization. Um, so I'll be looking to hire someone to, to support with that and, um, just scaling up with our events. Um, yes, we're doing a lot of them, and I want us to work smarter, not harder. So, I, I'm really taking a look at what events we're participating in next year and making sure they're, they're the right ones.
0: Yeah, and I know you're in a lot of stores too, so that's probably.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be an evaluation of where, where we're at with those accounts and really looking to expand outside of Ontario for next year.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And what are the three kind of like top things on your bucket list if you have one
1: okay well okay number one is going to like the French Polynesians somewhere like Bora Bora like I want to stay in one of those little huts and go stand up paddle boarding all day like that is like a big goal of mine for sure number two I really as much as it terrifies me Terrifies me. I do really enjoy public speaking, and um, I've done a couple of events, so I'd love to like do more, like a really large scale speaking event, or be like a keynote speaker somewhere. So I'll just put that out there if anyone's listening. And I think number three, um, it is a little out of my hands, um, but I'd love to be behind the wheel of a car again one day.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's huge.
0: I can imagine that's really, really challenging.
1: And if not, then I'll just, you know, quad and snowmobile. And that's fine.
0: Low key. I'm from Sudbury. And that's how we grew up. Just flying everywhere. Well, four-wheeling, we call it. Yeah. And snowmobiling.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I always said if I ever win the lottery, the first thing I'm going to do is buy a pickup truck and a bunch of quads and a cottage. That's it. Yeah. There's
0: lots in Sudbury. It's fun.
1: Amazing. I've been to Sudbury. Have you? Times when I work for um, Indigo, uh, we did uh, a lot of like store renovations and the store openings and things like that. So I was up, up there quite a bit.
0: The new Sudbury shopping center? Oh, no, the, you went to the other one. Yeah.
1: Where, wherever the chapters or Indigo is there.
0: That sounds like a good bucket list. And I'm, I'm with you with the French Polynesian Peaky Hut in the middle of the ocean. That sounds just phenomenal right about now. Right. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I just I want you to tell me about the greatest challenge that you faced so far in your business.
1: Hmm, that's a good one. There's so many. <laughs> that's right. I know. Um, I think the greatest challenge I've experienced and something I had to like let go of is that I'm only one person, and it's impossible for me to do everything, and. Once I realized that and, you know, started hiring the right people to do the right things that I'm not good at, game changer. And I think it's hard for a lot of entrepreneurs to let go because it's your baby and you want to be in control of everything and you still can be in control of most things. It's just you have to learn to let go and acknowledge and recognize like what you're not Awesome at and like let someone else take the wheel for that one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of like entrepreneurs in general just try to do everything all at once, especially. And I'm hearing a, a trend like as I interview more entrepreneurs, but especially we're starting out, right?
1: Yeah. Like I, when I first started out, I was still in my corporate job. So for the, like, the whole first year of me building Lip Service Beauty, I was still a district manager traveling and trying to do all these things and I'm like oh my god I don't even know how I did it to be really honest with you and the first couple of m- months where I was doing lip service full time I that's when I sort of had the epiphany of like oh shoot like I don't really know how to do some of these things and I really need to like farm this out to people who do yeah and and it's scary too because it comes with a cost financially too. And that's sometimes scary when you're starting out because you don't have a huge um, capital to work with. Mm-hmm. But that investment is worth every penny because it's going to give you your time back. It's going to free you up to do the things, the things that you're meant to do.
0: Yeah. And I think that there's that shift, right, from seeing it as an expense to an investment.
1: A hundred percent.
0: important for people to... To, like, come to terms with, like, no, you're going to get your money back. Yeah. You should get your money back if, they're do- if people are doing it properly and, and strategically. So
1: Exactly. And if, and if you're not, then that's when you need to, like, assess is this the right person to work with. And Exactly. Yeah. So
0: when things happen that you're not expecting, or when things happen that people in, in general aren't expecting, how do you recommend that people handle the situation?
1: Well... I would say, first of all, you can't control anything (laughs) that's happening outside of your realm. Like, you know what I mean? You can't control how people react. You can't control things that happen to you. The only thing you can control is how you decide to react to it. And so I think that's everything, like having a positive attitude despite bad things happening. And I would say another thing that comes up for me in this In this conversation right now is like setting up healthy boundaries. So, you know, if someone's being difficult, whether it's a customer, a vendor, um, whatever the case might be, like really assessing is this person in alignment with you and your brand? Is this person, you know, causing more grief than not? And do you need to maybe break up with this person? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think setting up healthy boundaries in business is like super important.
0: Mm -hmm. I think something that you mentioned. I can't remember if before when we were emailing back and forth, but something that you mentioned that's really important to you is how like ingredients, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the tagline for everything that I do. Ingredients matter. And of course I'm talking about the ingredients I put in my products, but I, I mean that to every extent of of what that means. Um, Like in life, the food you put in your body, the people you choose to surround yourself with, like those are all the ingredients of your life and they all matter. I believe that like wholeheartedly.
0: Yeah, I really like that Mm -hmm. mentality, I guess, that Mm -hmm. you guys have, so.
1: Yeah, and you know, in terms of like the ingredients for our products, it's, um, we work really hard to find Um, vendors and partners that are doing things ethically that are doing things with integrity and honesty. And that's really important to, to um, me and the brand. Absolutely.
0: It's not just what goes into them. It's like all the people that you're working with too. That's really
1: cool. Absolutely. Even if the, you know, say their branding's amazing and um, I don't know, they have a really great ingredient, but they're sucky people and we don't (laughs) feel like they're (laughs) in alignment with what we're doing. Like, no. And I would say another thing uh another motto of mine that I have is um if it's not a heck yes, it's a heck no.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: that I want to get that like framed somewhere because
0: <laughs>
1: Anytime I've ever been like wishy-washy or on the fence about some, something and I've gone for it, I've always regretted it. And so it's like follow that intuition when you know something's not 100% right, it's not.
0: Yeah, do you ever feel like that? I feel like this, so I'm just gonna blab this out. But yeah, you're writing an email, and you're like not sure if you want to send it or not, and you're like, oh crap! Like that was not a heck yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <It> really resonated
0: <laughs> with me in, in, uh,
1: in terms of email writing. Yeah, well, email's so tricky too because it can be so misconstrued if you're not careful on how you communicate. If I'm fired up or like pissy. I, I always wait a day to respond. It's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> learned that lesson um, the hard way a couple of times.
0: Yeah. So talking about lessons, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self?
1: Well, the first one, without a shadow of a doubt, is to have been smarter with my money. I was a reckless spender in my 20s, early 20s. Um, And I had to work really hard to like pay off all those debts and, um, you know, get myself free of all these credit cards. And um, I'm proud to say now I'm much, much smarter with my money, but um, I wish I was smarter sooner.
0: Yeah, for sure. What advice would you give an entrepreneur looking to start a business in Toronto?
1: There's a couple things that are like on my heart right now. One Feel the fear and do it anyways. <laughs> I think That's so awesome. many people are afraid to start their business because because they worry about competition or they worry about oh well someone else already has this idea. Like no, your idea is different. There's space for everyone, so just do it. Mm-hmm. Don't hold yourself back with the what ifs. Should have could have wouldas. I would say the second thing is like have a little bit of a cash flow when you're starting a business because there's always going to be like. Emergencies or things that happen or things that go sideways. So, have a little bit of a slush fund. I think the amount of the slush fund really depends on what you're doing and what you're up to. And maybe do some research and find out like what, you know, costs are going to look like for you um, to decide and determine what your slush fund looks like. I would say those are like the top two.
0: What do you think? This is still on the topic of advice, but what do you think is the best advice that you've ever received from somebody else?
1: Oh, wow, I got to think about this one because I want it to be juicy. <laughs>
0: um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like it, it's hard to resurrect those memories and words, words of wisdom.
1: I'll, I don't know if I have like words right now, but let me say this. One of the most influential women in my life was my grandmother, my grandma Smith, and what I really admired about her, it was her perseverance and her grit. Um, she just never seemed to give up no matter what happened to her. And she always had like a really positive attitude. And that's something that I, I have taken with me. And I always think of her often when, when I'm like coming up with ideas or day to day my business. I'm sure there's things she's actually said. <laughs> I just can't think of anything like, like a quote or anything in specific at this moment. Yeah,
0: that's really, that's really interesting. It's almost like she gave you advice just by leading by example.
1: Yeah, totally. It's really interesting. Yeah, she was um, like, I hung around with her a lot when I was little, I spent a lot of time with her, um, because she lived right up the street from my parents house. I almost joked like she kind of raised me. Um, (laughs) And uh, she Yeah, I really, really always admired her strength and her positivity. And I really like carry that in my heart for sure
0: yeah you're making me miss my grandma well
1: <laughs> oh, i miss her too but she visits quite often i have a little red cardinal that comes to my backyard probably like once a week and oh i'm convinced gosh. it's her that's amazing and she always seems to come when i'm like doubting myself and it's like oh there she is yeah <laughs> yep
0: yeah, just reminding you I keep pushing up. okay so i'm gonna switch gears I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. So, okay. Oh yeah. These are doozies, but really just like, just say the first thing that comes to your mind and, and don't think too much about these ones.
1: I'm ready. I like, I sometimes like feel like I buckle under pressure. Also fun fact, since my <laughs> seizure, I actually have a little bit of a stutter. And so sometimes when I feel like I'm like under the gun, I like stutter more. So I'm like, we could be in for a wild ride here. Okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sounds good um if you were doing what you're doing for work now what would you be doing instead
1: be a beach bum on a stand-up paddle board with my dog all day there you go in French Polynesia Bora Bora uh, obviously or Costa Rica or I don't know anywhere hot and cool
0: I've yeah Costa Rica is
1: a good pick um what book are you currently reading I do not read books I listen to books What are you listening to? And I actually have to pull it up because I forget the name of it.
0: No
1: worries. Sorry. You said this is rapid fire and I'm terrible. I can tell you a book that I really, besides Tim Ferriss, that I really, really love. Um, It is Recovery by Russell Brand. And it is a book written for um, addicts. But I found it just so powerful. First of all, Russell Brand is hilarious. Yeah. So he takes the 12 steps and like Russell Brandalizes them. (laughs) <laughs> but I found it really powerful for just looking at things in my own life, and it, it, um, it really really helped me change some things that I was doing in my life that weren't good habits.
0: Cool. So I'm writing on Recovery by Russell Brands.
1: Yeah, and there's a workbook component that goes with it online, and it's really, like, if you want to take a deep look at your life, wow, like, it's pretty powerful.
0: Yeah, like there's there's so many different types of recovery, right? Like you could have mm-hmm. a recovery or an emotional recovery, or you could be an addict, or like there's so many ways to apply recovery to your life. So that, that
1: absolutely for anyone
0: that's awesome. Did you find the audiobook?
1: I did. It's called Fuck Your Feelings, Master Your Mind by Ryan Muncie.
0: Nice. Okay, well, I'll remember that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I probably downloaded it just because it has an F-bomb in the title. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so are you a morning or a night person?
1: Morning, hands down. And if you follow my Instagram, um, you'll see that I'm up at like four or five every single day, walking my dog and batching products. And that
0: is how you get so much done.
1: Yes. Uh, Come nighttime, I'm dead. I'm like brain dead, can't function. Don't ask me to do anything, but the morning game on.
0: So you're on Instagram, lip service underscore beauty, just for all. Correct. (laughs) Uh, If you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why?
1: Grit comes to mind. Um, I've been told that I have a lot of grit by people. I just never give up ever. I don't understand the word defeated. Like I really don't. If you tell me I can't do something, I will find a way to get it done. Like challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> Tenacious.
0: That would be. A- yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. That would be a good one too. Okay.
0: So, next question: What's keeping you up at night these days?
1: My website. Yeah. <laughs> Say big problems. It is. And, <laughs> and like, it's so much work and ongoing work, and things are always changing with algorithms and search engine optimization. And that is not my wheelhouse. Like, I know a little bit about it, but not as, as much as I clearly need to. Um, so that's keeping me up at night. Are you doing
0: it yourself?
1: For now, yes. I, I want to hire someone in the new year to support me putting it out there. If anyone's listening as an SEO expert, please hit me up.
0: Um, next, what is your favorite place in the world?
1: I think I have two answers for this. One would be um, anywhere in British Columbia. It's just so beautiful. And like, I feel like the air there is different. It's just so clean and crisp and like, I just love it there. And I love that everyone's a health not in Vancouver. It's like amazing. It's like my Mecca. Um, and the second place is going to sound really corny, but my grandma's house, even though she's no longer with us and like, I can't go there anymore. It was just like my favorite place to be. I always felt so safe and like loved there.
0: Yeah, I can totally re- relate to that. What are three non-negotiables that have to happen in your morning
1: routine? Hydration, so like water and tea, um, walking my dog, and I want to say going to the gym, but I don't go every single day. Um, but gym time every week is definitely a non-negotiable.
0: Yeah, that's on my non-negotiable list too. And I think it just powers you. It fuels you for the day. A
1: hundred percent. And it teaches it teaches you how to push yourself.
0: It does probably fuels into or funnels into like being a fighter.
1: I think a little bit and I also am not as mentally at an an awesome of a person if I don't go. Like I've had bouts of my life where I haven't been able to go to the gym for whatever reason if I'm traveling or like whatever and I'm not a happy human when I don't go. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so I have one more question for you and it's uh this is one that we ask to all guests I heard it on the other ones, but it's the last question. So there's a small tropical island um, in the middle of the ocean. Let's say it's Bora Bora. It only has one phone booth and no internet. We drop you off there with no technology at all. And at you can use the phone on the island to call the boat to come pick you up. How long would you last? And what are you going to do until you make the phone call?
1: Oh, well, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be on that phone right away. I'll tell you that right now. I'm going to explore that island as much as humanly possible. God, I hope there's a stand-up paddleboard or a boat or something, because that would be really fun.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I think I'm not using that phone until I'm, like, close to dying. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd want, like, all the adventure, explore everything, get a nice tan,
0: And let's just say that like food is plentiful. So you're there. You're oh, there well, for, then
1: pff, I'm not using that phone for a couple years. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Let's hope I have a lip balm in my pocket. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: can bring that. Um, yeah, for sure. With the, you'll get all your lips will be all dry with the sun. So, Annette, thank you so much for joining us today and being a guest on Canada's podcast. Of
1: course. Thanks so much for having me. And thanks for the fun questions
0: you're welcome they were fun uh where can our listeners find you online just last but not least
1: yeah so lipservicebeauty.online is our website um if you're looking for us on instagram we're at lipservice underscore beauty we're also on facebook um pinterest all the things oh and linkedin we're on linkedin now too yeah cool
0: well thank you very much i'm so glad that you're able to to come as a guest today
1: yeah thanks so much leslie
0: Thanks for listening to Canada's podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe to all our channels to get the latest
1: podcasts from entrepreneurs across Canada.